Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Welcome back to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. I'm here today with Carrie Thomas. Thanks for coming, Carrie. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Yay. Carrie's amazing. She (laughs) is the owner of Conquer the Chaos, and she's all about clearing the clutter both internally and externally. And I've heard her speak, and I asked her, please, please, please come on the podcast. (laughs) So thank you so much for coming. I'm very excited. Thank you. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself so our listeners know who you are? Yes, as she said, my name is Carrie Thomas, and I'm the owner of Conquer the Chaos. And I help small business owners and professionals deal with clutter in three areas, time, space, and information. And I also am very passionate about what we're going to talk about today, which is helping people with mental clutter and spiritual clutter and all types of clutter and what to do about it. So I've owned my business about... 12 years now. And it has evolved over the years. I started as a residential organizer, got trained, worked with businesses, did a TED Talk in 2017, which we'll talk about, which led me to this newest passion of mine. Really, Well, actually, reverse, led people to find me, which helped me develop the way to help them. And um, yeah, I love my, my work because it's never the same. No two clients are the same, and it's just very rewarding. I love that, and I love how you said that people found you, mm-hmm. and then that's what helped you find the next thing. I just think that's so cool. It is. That's exactly what happened. And I'm excited. So to chat, so I've met you know lots of people do organizing things mm-hmm. like that. What I loved about you is that because we talk a lot about peeling back the layers and talking about the stuff people don't talk about, and I loved that your approach with clutter Mm -hmm. is kind of getting at the root cause because it's a symptom of other things. I mean, just like everything in life. So I just was like, yes, this is so much more than just, okay, let's go through tips on clutter, which are great and needed and Mm -hmm. whatnot. But yes, let's, let's dig deep. You know, my favorite (laughs) things to pull back the layers. So yes, exactly. Well, what should we jump in with? Do you want to start with some of the, well, we keep using the word clutter. So let's start with, with what that is. How do you define clutter? So basically clutter is anything that is clogging your life, keeping you from living the life that you are supposed to lead. And that could be your stuff. Mm -hmm. It also could be mental clutter, negative self-talk, doubts, things like that. It could be emotional clutter, mm-hmm. which is more not following what your heart tells you you mm. should be doing, not following your passions. It could be spiritual clutter, which I find very often is caused by a combination of the mental and emotional. It comes together. You're just you're feeling like you're not on your correct path. Yeah. And we also deal a lot with digital. There's digital clutter in today's world, which has honestly become a whole separate category just from the physical clutter. Because you can go into someone's office and there could be lots of paper and you know lots of mess. Or you could go into someone's office and it could look perfect, but they still can't find anything. Because it's yeah. Because it's all it's digital clutter, but they they still can't find it. So my mentor and wonderful all-around human being, Barbara Hempel, she actually trademarked a phrase Mm -hmm. that's clutter is postponed decisions. (gasps) Clutter is postponed decisions. I feel Mm -hmm. like you said that and I heard it at one point and I was like, ah, that hits me in the core. Yeah. Because it's true, it's true for every type. Yes. And 
Like if you have lots of boxes in your garage, maybe the postponed decision is, am I going to give this to my brother? Am I going to take this to Goodwill? Like what am I going to I'm cringing because I'm like, oh, you you just walked through some of my house. Not, but you're, yes, it's true. (laughs) It's it's just a postponed decision. Or, I mean, some of them are really, really big. Yeah. Am I going to quit my corporate job and go out on my own? Uh-huh. Am I going to write that book? And so that leads to those those noises and those doubts in our head. And so that leads to the mental clutter. But all yes. types paralyze you. Yes. Whether it's in your house and you walk in and you think, oh, well, I just don't want to do anything. You know, you look around yeah. and it's just, it brings you down. It drags you down. I love the decisions mm-hmm. because it's like, that's a good way to put it. There's so many decisions to make. I don't want to make any decisions. I just want to mm-hmm. binge Netflix and not think about Exactly. Life. Exactly. So all types of clutter paralyze you. Yes. So that's why I teach people the, the biggest thing is to just start. Just take a step. Mm. And it automatically frees you up once you just take take a little step. So funny you just said that because we talked with Natasha Frisk um, for a second time and she's Mm -hmm. in the health and wellness field. Her whole thing that what I got from it, you know, because we all get different things from hearing the same talk, you know, you kind of take and my takeaway every time I've talked with her is just start, just do Mm -hmm. something. And it's, I'm realizing, wow, that's every area of life, you know, whether it's clearing your physical clutter, your mental clutter, all that. It's like, gosh, just taking a step. What is it like the longest journey begins with a single step? You know, I I got that wrong, but exactly. Yeah. Well, I always tell people to change. If you want change, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to organize my office. I want to start a podcast, whatever it is. Change is the result of action. You have to do something, but action is the result of a decision. And so we get stuck in the decision part and we talk ourselves out of it. I know I should start a podcast. And then there are a thousand reasons why you don't. Yes. And so we get stuck there. So say that one more time. Oh, I just clapped. Sorry, that was I loved that. So change is the result of action. And action is the result of a decision. Always. Oh, so. Yes, it's the decision. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So it, it so all ties good. together. Yes, you need the decision. You need the action in order to get the change. So crazy. So this morning, um, I just went live for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking about it and like I've known I need to do this. I need to do this. And I finally made the decision today that I was going to do it. Right. And love when things make sense, the decision to action to the change. Oh, so good. So good. Thank yeah. you. So you always feel like I get free therapy with this. Like, oh, <laughs> thank you. I hope I hope listeners benefit from my free therapy. So that's awesome. That's great. That's awesome. So yeah. clutter, so many different areas, mm-hmm. so many different areas. How do you start to even tackle it? Start somewhere. How do you know which area of life to start to tackle? I think, well, there are two different philosophies. Mm -hmm. Some people say start with the easiest Mm. and then you'll feel the results and you'll see the results and you'll get inspired and, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, now I can do anything. And some people say start with what is holding you back the most. Like eat the frog or something. Exactly. What what is the first thing you think of when you wake up at 3.30 in the morning? Mm. Start with that. And just do that thing. So there's those two different philosophies as far as where to begin. And I've seen clients actually do both simultaneously. Yeah. They wanted to make some big changes in their life or their home or their office or whatever it is. So some people, they will do. They'll start. I I always say, like, talking about home organizing, pick an area and make it a clutter-free zone. Mm. 
whether, and for some people that's going to be like by your front door or your kitchen counters or your kitchen table or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, pick a clutter-free zone, keep it that way, and then go on from there. So you can do that and have that immediate success Mm -hmm. while you're tackling the basement or whatever the big thing is. And the same holds true for life decisions. You can do the small ones that make you pumped up and make you feel good about Mm -hmm. yourself while you're doing the others. Because all forward motion leads to more motion. So there's two different philosophies or you can combine. Yeah, I like the idea of combining of saying, what's the big thing? And then Mm -hmm. what's a super small thing I can do in that area? Mm -hmm. So it kind of is my, that's how I kind of bridge the two two together. So, but people have, people have a lot of success with that, with just that clutter-free zone. And it works with offices too, because if you just say, no, the top of this file cabinet is no longer a dump zone. And I've had people even bring in like fresh flowers and sit down and say, because eventually if you do that bit by bit by bit, you're going to run out of places to dump. And you're going to have to set up systems of where it goes. So I feel like I just need to have this on replay is that <laughs> it's the delayed decision. So every time I look at anything, it's like, this is a delayed decision. What what do I want to do with this? Why is this still here? Mm-hmm. Why did I not you know, make that decision already? Right. That's great. So yeah. what are some ways? Are we ready for what are ways to get unstuck from the clutter? Sure, sure. We can go into that. And we might circle back. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, So when I work with clients, we go through a five-step process. Mm -hmm. And so these are the the first five tips, I would say, or the the process of how to get unstuck. The very, very first thing we do is state your vision. And this is a little bit different than goal setting. We're not making a list of goals. We're not, it's not, um, doesn't have to all be actionable items, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. People, a lot of people are familiar with goal setting. This is really more dreaming. Like if I said, I want to have like a peaceful home without crap everywhere. Yes. <laughs> because you know what you did there is you described the feeling. Yeah. You said peaceful. And that's what I guide people to do. Okay. How are you going to feel? feel? What is it going to be like to walk into your office on Monday and you know what to do first? Or what is it going to look like and feel like when you cross the finish line of the half marathon? So Mm -hmm. stating your vision is just dreaming in a perfect world. What would it feel like? What would it be like? Be specific when you're stating your vision. So I I start with that. And so if it was Say it was one of my coaching clients, and they're, mm-hmm. we're just talking about their home to keep it simple. So stating their vision, if it was their master closet, mm-hmm. some people simply want to be able to find their clothes without tripping over hazards, right? Mm-hmm. Other people want what I call a destination closet, mm-hmm. and they want beautiful matching things from you know fancy stores. They want a chandelier in the middle. They want matching hangers. And so that that's a vision. And Mm -hmm. so whether you're doing the project yourself or you're working with a professional, you don't know where to start unless you have that vision. So that's just one very specific example. So that's the first thing you would do is state your vision. The second one is identify your obstacles. So obstacles can be time. Mm -hmm. They can be money. They can be resistant family members or business partners. Mm, Kids. (laughs) Kids. Kids that live their life. (laughs) Exactly. After you've cleaned up. Right. So 
Obstacle, obstacles could be space. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to set up a room for podcasting in your house, but you don't have the space. So yeah. just any anything like that. What are the obstacles? Just list them all out. What is holding me back from doing this? And so the third thing after the obstacles is to commit your resources. What do you have at your disposal? Mm-hmm. Do you have a little bit of money set aside for the project? Do you have time on the weekends? Do you have a friend who can come help you? Do you have someone in your office that is trained to help with whatever your specific obstacle is? So really just think about your resources. What's good? What do you have to tap into already? And then the fourth one is where you get specific. Create and execute your plan. How are we actually going to do this? Let's say you have 52 boxes of paper and you want a easily searchable filing system, or I call it a finding system, but um, it's very specific what I do for clients. So how are you going to do that? Are you going to spend 15 minutes a day? Are you going to set aside six hours one day and dive into it and do nothing else? What is your plan? How is it going to work? Here's a question. Mm -hmm. How much paperwork does the average household, like a normal household, need to hold on to, like bank statements? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> every good, single one well even though they're available online and people well, say well, you don't need to that's what i was just gonna uh, say you hit on a big one so i actually have six questions that i lead people through uh-huh. deciding what they need to keep and what they can throw away and one of them is can you easily find it again so anything that you can get online easily you can safely toss Okay. Now, there are certain times of your life, like if you're applying for a mortgage, you know that they want the front and back, they want every single piece of every single statement. And so if you know that's coming up soon, then yes, hold on to it. it So you don't have to print it off again. But that is one of the questions. Is it easy to find again? Is it is it it recent enough to be useful? People keep outdated menus from their favorite restaurant. They keep, you know, people keep, you know, is it recent enough to be useful? And the biggest, I won't go through all six, but the biggest question to ask yourself at uh-huh. the end, I mean, obviously, is, are there tax or legal implications? Yeah. First of all, I never tell people, throw that away, throw that away. Yeah. That is up to you. I guide people through what yeah. to keep and you know, how long to keep it. But the number one thing, overriding question is, what's the worst thing that could happen if I got rid of this? That's the question I ask for pretty much everything. Like, yeah. what's the worst? Okay, yeah. now I can, everything's gravy from there, you what's know? The, yeah, what's the worst thing? So what's the worst? So I have like, um, well, I don't know if I should put this publicly in case someone wants to break <laughs> into my home and get all my bank statements. But I feel like the bank statements are the things that hold, there's the stupid things that, you know, we have all these different accounts and then we get them all. I don't barely look at them. But I just file them away because I know I'm, I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. And yeah. then if I open this <laughs> closet over here, oh my gosh, you will. It's like, yeah. And then I went to my friend's house and she had one little file box. Mm. And that was all their paperwork. She probably keeps just the most recent one, yes. or some people keep the tax year. Yeah. And then they get rid of it after they do their taxes the next year. I have a lot of clients who handle it that way. They're not comfortable going completely digital and getting rid of that paper copy, but they do keep it just for the tax year. And then they shred it when they're done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need to do that. I need to spend the six hours and be like, (laughs) actually, I should just dump every single box and be like, screw it. Who cares? I mean, what's the worst that'll happen? (laughs) What am I saving it for? You know? So. Exactly. Okay. I love it. So the questions, the ones you went over, what's the worst that can happen? How recent is it? And can is you it, easily find it? Is again? it easily 
Easy to obtain again. Are there tax or legal implications? Yes. And then what's, what's the worst thing? Good. Worst thing that can happen. I feel like, see, this is why all this stuff, I feel like I'm just, it always is like therapy. Like you just need someone to walk you through the process. Why are you holding on to it? What are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. And then break that. Yep. Okay. Once I finish the five steps, I'll tell you the next step. Um, I'll go back and oh, circle good. back to okay, something perfect. that uh, something else that can help you Ooh, with yay. your paper. <laughs> yay. All right. <laughs> but I, do, I don't want to leave people hanging because I, mm-hmm. I hate when I listen to things and they say there are six aspects and then you're at three and you're thinking, ah, <laughs> yes, so good. <laughs> don't leave me hanging. So good. So, so four was create and execute your plan. How That's why I wrote them down. Too. Yes. <laughs> how are you going to do this? What is it going to look like? Who's going to help you? How much money is it going to cost? How long is it going to take? everything that goes into it, and then you carry it out. Number five, and this is why I didn't want to skip it, is honestly the most important, and that is sustain your success. It's your maintenance part of whatever you've just accomplished. So good. So you need to schedule it. Schedule? Schedule it in. I always tell people things on a to-do list don't necessarily get done. Put it on your calendar. So like 15 minutes of block out the time. Well, so for, so say for filing, for instance, and I've, I've told a lot of groups this lately, very few people file as they go. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a rare bird right there. And so I have, I always tell people have a a box, have a place, have a designated spot. That's the key where you put things that need to be filed. Mm -hmm. And then what I do is I have a webinar that I get on twice a month and I don't have to be on screen. I just listen. And so I know that that's my filing time. Mm. And also, as I file, sometimes I find things that can end up being tossed. Don't really, need, you know, I change my mind yeah. <laughs> during those two weeks. Don't really need to keep it. But the key is to have that designated spot. And then it doesn't matter if it's not filed for a couple of weeks because mm-hmm. it's in that box. And if you put them in as you go, then it, it's even in date order. So if you needed to find something. Oh, yeah, because you're dropping it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple boxes in there because I kind of use that technique. Mm-hmm. But I never get to the point of actually doing the filing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. a part. So I always tell people if you have like cho- I don't want to call it a chore because yeah. I'm I'm kind of freaky in that I love filing. I love yeah. I love paper. But if you have things like that tasks, mm-hmm. let's call it that instead. Not a task. chore, it's a task. If you have tasks that are mundane or you just put off, mm-hmm. pair it with something else. That's my Netflix shows. Like that's when it's always mm-hmm. like my time. Like, oh, I don't feel guilty spending 2 hours doing all this paperwork because I'm getting to watch yeah. my show. Yeah, so. pair it with something else. And so that's like you could do it as as you're saying, as mm-hmm. a reward, mm-hmm. or you could do it during. That's what I mean. Yeah, during. Yeah. I put it on and then oh, I sit okay. and do it. Yeah, okay. like yeah. I sit up and lock yeah. up myself in the office and like, oh, I don't feel bad for watching this two hours of shows or whatever because exactly. I'm filing papers. So. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I always encourage people. Or even if you have a friend, Mm -hmm. I had a friend, my friend Stephanie, we did this for a while. We both, you know, you just have like that, your your stack of your stuff you have to do. I have to return this phone call. I have to pay this bill. Mm -hmm. I have to research this online. And it's the things that aren't urgent. They aren't fires. And so they get shuffled week to week to week and you never do them. And so we would schedule a time and we would literally sit at her kitchen table and we would have coffee and snacks or you know someone would bring lunch and yeah. we would just hold each other accountable that we were going to sit there and so go good. through. And if one of us needed to make a phone call, we'd just say, you know, hold on a second, need to be quiet. But we would do that. And so it was good. really 
really successful. We haven't done it in a long time, yeah. but it was very fun. That's awesome. And you could even do that long distance because I'm starting to use Marco Polo now. Yes. And um, I've done yes. that, you know, with Gretchen because she's the one who introduced me to it. And so mm-hmm. it's like, hey, we're, we were going back and forth talking about something that's like, all right, we're not responding. We're getting this stuff done in an hour and then we'll let each other know if we got the exactly. thing done. So yeah, I have, I, so I have, I do virtual mm-hmm. coaching with my clients. Also, I actually, I have clients in, well, I have one that's in Paris and Japan and Ooh. Denver and Louisiana. Anyway, they're all over. So, so what crazy. was what was really, really neat is one of my clients asked, well, do you have, and I am starting this, but she said, do you have like a coaching group? And I didn't at the time. That is mm. coming up awesome. very soon. Yeah. But I paired her with one of my other virtual clients and they actually get on Zoom and they just have it open and they do that same thing. They do whatever yeah. their tasks are. That's and, great. and then in, in my with my business coach, we have once a month on a Friday from one to four, and she calls it an implementation party. And everybody gets on that can. We have a goal. Last month, our goal was apply or call about speaking opportunities. Mm. And so for the three hours, that's what you do. And you can mute yourself, take your video off. But there are also people there to ask questions. And people would put in the comments, oh my gosh, I just found this great resource. Go look. And so you could do that with anything, just with friends. You don't have to be in a formal group, as you said. I like that. Yeah. I just know for me, that's the biggest part because I can talk myself like, ah, I don't care if it's messy clutter. Like clutter doesn't doesn't feel like it shuts me down, but Mm -hmm. I know it does. But in the short term, it doesn't. So that's how I let it get out of control. You know what? I do want to address that. So a productive environment, we define it as the purpose is so that you can accomplish your work and enjoy your life. And that is going to look different for everyone. Some people truly aren't happy if there's clutter around. Mm -hmm. Other people, it doesn't bother them. And I don't think those people should be judged yeah. I Thank think, you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> no, I mean, I think the goal is so that we can get everything done that we need to get done. Yeah. We can enjoy our environment. If it gets to the point where you're coming home or you don't even want to be in your house, then mm-hmm. yes, you need to address it. But I always yeah. say that it's, I mean, it's for you. There's no moral judgment or there yeah. shouldn't be Yeah. of you know, the extent of your clutter. Mm-hmm. You said that I, I talk about the different ways yeah. people organize. And I teach a lot about if you're a visual learner, auditory learner, kinesthetic learner, how that looks for you. Mm-hmm. But there are also different organizational styles. Mm-hmm. Some people are pilers. Some people are filers. <laughs> in other words, some people, when they come in their office, they literally can't start unless the surface is clear. Yeah. Other people are those types that are barricading their door because they're saying, don't touch anything. If you touch anything, I will never find it again. Yes, it's my system. Exactly. And even when people call me for help, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go against their natural tendencies. Yeah. And so I think that's what I do differently than a lot of people is I – my background's in special education. I didn't even mention that at the beginning. But I taught for eight years and I have a great deal of understanding of – the way the brain works mm-hmm. and ADD and ADHD and all those things. And so if people ask for help with their environment, I try to work with their strengths and not fight against them. I think what I just heard you say is that you help people give themselves permission to be themselves exactly. and not have to change. And I exactly. love that. 
Because like you said, we live in a world where it's always trying to tell us, you know, to be successful, you have to do ABC. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if that there, your success might look different, your environment might look right. different. Right. A lot of really... people are trying to be organized in a way that someone told them they should be. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, a parent or a spouse or... Or some... a blog or a podcast exactly. or something. Like, exactly. Yeah, we, that's the thing. We have the over input of information, mm-hmm. which is why I was excited to touch base with you so that, yes, we can talk about maybe some practical ways, but more so like the five processes you went through with the vision, obstacles, resources, executing your plan, and then sustaining it. I feel like that's the takeaways that if someone's not in a place where they want to have someone, they can... Say, okay, here's a plan so I feel empowered and I can mm-hmm. make changes. So exactly. I think that's awesome. Yeah. But I can share the rest of, of what do. I do. So, sort of, these do. aren't necessarily scientific or very, I don't know, official. I don't know the right word. But these they don't, are. That's, a, that's actually another <laughs> podcast topic that I feel like I talked to someone that if they work, it doesn't, there's no credibility needed other than if exactly. these are helpful tips. That's all exactly. you need. So the next things are things that I've found with the majority of people and with myself that really, really help. So the next one is to move. If you're stuck, just mm-hmm. get up and move. Our best ideas and our best thinking happen when we're walking or um, just moving. Even just go to the other side of the office building. Yeah. Just get up and move. If you're stuck, don't stay in the same place. So, And I, that's an analogy, obviously, for oh, gosh, many things. So many things. <laughs> I just read something that I don't know if it's a local school system or if I saw, you know, who knows, with online world. But mm-hmm. it was about che- letting kids chew gum while they take tests. Because the movement of the gum helps their brain process mm-hmm. things. So, And there are so many teachers that are going into the alternative seating. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if that's the proper term. Yeah. But they're bringing in lots of different seating. So and I teach that with people that are very kinesthetic learners. Yeah. And they say, well, I just, I can't stand being at my desk and I can't get anything done. So very often if you do a standing desk or sit on an exercise ball or something like that, but they can get things done. Yeah. So some people's bodies have to move in order for their brains to work. Interesting. Yeah. I heard something once where you take, you do the brain dump where you write all your Mm -hmm. thoughts down and then you take a break. Then Mm -hmm. you go do something completely different Mm -hmm. because it reactivates a different part of your brain. So right. Okay, so what's the next thing? There's well, just uh, along those lines. There's also yeah. have you heard of the Pomodoro technique? No, of course not. <laughs> I haven't heard of a lot of things. That's why I talk to you people. You inform me of so many things. Pomodoro technique is where you work in sections, so you focus on one thing for 25 minutes, and then you take a five minute break. Yes. And no matter where you are, you take those breaks. You like set the timer. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I've heard of some of those. It's like. Just yeah. do it, and when the and again that works for some people and not for others. So that's yeah. that's the art of it is figuring out what works for you. Trial and error. So exactly. another common theme is this whole trial and error thing. Mm-hmm. It's like no, just tell me what to do, what works. But that that is not how it works. Exactly. Yeah. Now there are when I go in and start working with people, let's say it's an office client, mm-hmm. whether home or business office, there are very specific things we call them the magic six six things that every office should have. But then the art to it is figuring out how to make oh. it work for you. Oh. Well, you want to tell us the magic six? What are they? Or do you I need can. to hold your cards close to them? No, 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 no. It's fine. No, I, I do this in my in my talks all the time. So it's yeah. not not top secret. I think because I can share it. Yeah. 
And those people that are naturally organized are going to take it and run with it. Those people that are feeling stuck, they're still going to reach out to me and say, help me, help me adapt this. So no. So basically you need desktop tools, which means you need an inbox, which that sounds fancy and very yeah. officey, but basically an inbox. Is this home too? Does this? It could be home. It's yes. like home or so office. inbox. Let's say for your home, mm-hmm. it could be. It doesn't have to be a box. It basically all it means is it's a place where all your information, mail, papers that come from your kids, whatever, where they go when they haven't been processed yet. Okay, pre-processing. Pre-processing. Place. Yes, P3. and that's. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I might steal that. Go ahead. That's your thank you for coming today. <laughs> so basically, the key there is that we always want to process, like process the mail, process your email. Same thing. So you're not just going to open the mail and look at it and then shove it to the side. In a pile. Just exactly. In a pile. There's a great saying, again, from my mentor that today's mail is tomorrow's pile. You have to deal with it. I always tell clients, just don't even bring it in the house. Go detour through the garage, wherever your recycling bin is. Yes. Open it there. Only bring in the real good the, stuff. The real stuff, which often is nothing. Yes. Oh, so <laughs> true. very often nothing. So anyway, so an inbox is just where things go. When, when you haven't processed them yet. It could be if you do work in an office or you have other people in your household, mm-hmm. everybody, they know, okay, this is where, you know, she needs to see this. This is yes. where it goes. If someone else, I like that because if someone else brings in the mail or mm-hmm. One designated spot. Love it. You'd be surprised just how happy that makes people. <laughs> I'm already smiling thinking of it. Yes, one designated spot. And then kids can get on board too. Mm-hmm. This is where we put anything that mom and dad need to see. So it can be for the whole family. It can be yeah. individual, whole family, whatever. So you need an inbox. You also need an outbox. Again, it doesn't have to be a box. Mm-hmm. In a lot of offices, it is. You think of like those wall pockets at doctor's yeah. offices or things like that where you take things. But bottom line, we all need a place to put things that go somewhere else that are mm-hmm. going out, whether it's returning library books, a return to the store, something you have to take to a colleague. You just need that one spot because that way you're not going to forget it. It's in this, you see it, it's in your spot. So for some people that is an actual box on their desk, some people that's a basket by their back door, whatever it is, but you need that inbox, outbox. And then the third one we already talked about, you need a place to put stuff that needs to be filed. Mm-hmm. Designated spot. I love, I was taking notes because I needed to remember the outgoing because I'm just imagining my kids. We have two different doors. Oh, I mean, everyone. <laughs> Most people have two doors unless you're in an apartment. Um, we have a front door and a back door. I know I'm I'm blowing minds right now with that, guys. We live in a house with a front door and a back door. Imagine that. <laughs> it's so crazy. But the kids go out to the bus from the front door, but we leave the house. I leave the house and we, you know, for other things at the back door, which mm-hmm. once again, guys, I know my life is so unique that this is the way I live my life. But um, I realized, though, that... Part of the clutter by the front door is because of that whole school thing. Mm-hmm. But all my systems that I've tried and haven't sustained are at the back door. So then in the morning, the kids are running to look for stuff. So if even if I were to walk away from today saying, oh, I'm, I'm going to start using those systems that a year ago I tried putting into place, it just clicked that if I keep the outgoing for the kids at the back door, that doesn't make sense because they use it at the front door. So right. I need something by the front door right. for outgoing. So. 
Right. Anyway, that's just like my own little internal mind blown of, oh, I got to put something by the front door for outgoing. I always tell people we have to eliminate rabbit trails. Yes. So you have to eliminate that back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I've seen people like something as simple as scissors. Scissors are in this drawer in the kitchen, mm-hmm. but you always use the scissors in the laundry room. And so you're going back and forth, back and forth, back. I'm like, just put this or get another pair. They're cheap. Yes. (laughs) Do you want to eliminate the rabbit trails? I love that. So the other things that you need for an office, whether it's, you know, home or business, you, and this one also sounds very simple, Mm -hmm. but it's the simple things that often make a huge difference is you need a designated spot where you work, where you sit or where you stand for trash, recycling and shred. I've been. I'm, I'm showing her this random <laughs> she's trash j- bag. She's jiggling her bag <laughs> because so long here in the studio we haven't had a trash. We still need like a legit trash can, but mm-hmm. that was what we kept saying over and over. We need a trash can in here. We need a trash can yeah. in here. Something so dumb, so simple. It is. But then you felt frustrated, didn't yes. you? Yes. Like and then there was just increases. There that was frustration. Trash. Like mm-hmm. like oh here I'll I'll take that downstairs or take it into the hallway later. And yeah. we put a bag there, and it was like life changing. You know, to actually have a place to put trash. <laughs> So dumb. I wish I had had that example the other day. I just spoke and I was telling people this and I, that would have been a good Feel example. Feel free to but... use this too. You're welcome. There's two nuggets for you. <laughs> Thank You're you. welcome, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, but you, you'd be surprised. I've worked mm-hmm. with so many people and they're just tossing papers to the side. And so I'll gently ask, well, what what's that pile? <laughs> because we didn't cover it, you know, that pile. And they say, oh, well, that'll be recycling, but I don't have recycling here. And so it just... I mean, you can have the cheapest, ugliest thing, yes. or you can get a pretty camp, whatever it is, but yeah. it just, just makes things simple. So That's you want to have that just a place for your trash. I love that. You also need to have a calendar system. Mm. And again, it doesn't matter if you are an old fashioned paper calendar, if you love your, you know, planner, there are huge blogs and Instagram feeds and everything on those fancy planners. And um, if that is your thing, then that's fine. Digital is fine. People always ask me, well, should I use Google or iCloud? And it it doesn't matter. Use what is intuitive for you. Mm. Use what can sync with what you need it to sync with. Use Mm -hmm. what you like and what you're going to use. Because the key is you want to have one place where you consistently know the information is there. Yes. A lot of clutter happens because we don't have a reliable place to put things. Mm. And that also applies to your calendar. People end up with sticky notes everywhere or things like that. So you need to have a system that works. So you need to have a calendar system. There are people that very successfully combine paper and digital. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Or perhaps like what I do I use digital for my calendar. That way I can set appointments for my phone very easily and things like that. But I am a true old-fashioned paper and pen to-do list person. Yeah. I really, really like writing them out, crossing them off. Yes. Probably the crossing off. Actually, I don't even draw a line. I draw lots of little squigglies as I go. (laughs) It's more fun and feels more rewarding. Completely blacks out whatever it was. Yes, it's totally done. I do that too. I have digital for my calendar because it's quick and easy and I can look ahead and behind. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love to get a good piece of paper and write a nice list. So. Mm Well, thank you so much for coming. I'm excited You're welcome. To, to continue. I feel in like we could have talked all day. Uh, yes, we definitely <laughs> could have. And that's why I was like, wait, whoa, let's wrap it up. And then, you know, uh, as I was, if you like what you see here, come on over to the after show. And um, I want to hear more about your TED Talk and yes. how that all came about. Yes. Um, but you shared some great nuggets. I know that like 
people, like I said, I'm already taking notes of things I need to do. So I know that I know people are doing the same. So thank you for helping today and, You're welcome. and sharing. You're welcome. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by twinmusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, M&M Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.